Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Startcast, Pe- Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamer, Shannon. Howdy, how's it going? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? Not too bad at all. I'm swell. You're swell, despite the, despite the dog troubles. <laughs> yeah, all going well. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, you've recently reviewed Watch Dogs 2. Um, I did. And you said you were you said you were really enjoying it. Uh, you gave it a nine, a score out of nine, a score yeah, of nine. I yeah, say, yeah, for sure. So when I was sort of writing review, which I'd say I write a few reviews, but I don't do too many big games like pre embargo anymore. But like I I I knew inside my head that it was good and felt like it was one of the better games that I played this year. But I honestly mm. was not sure how other people would perceive it. But yeah, I was pleasantly surprised to see that I was right on the money. I don't know if you've looked at other people's opinions, but a lot Uh, of people are saying that it does a a lot of good things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have. uh, I have heard like some discussion about it as well as some of the writing. I love how just... On a side note, I love how quickly we've jumped into the video game discussion uh, this this episode. Like <laughs> yeah, that was sure. no like no lag there at all. That was amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I, I've heard some people talking about it, and like including some of your read, obviously reading some of your own writing about it as mm. well. And it sounds like it's really kind of taken quite a different uh, direction than the first game. Uh, it's a lot sort of more fun and a bit more sort of just engaging for the player. I I feel. Um. And it's, yeah, it's, it's obviously, it came out to yesterday, right? And Tuesday here. Uh, Tuesday, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I've not picked it up yet, I got to admit. Um, I'm still kind of got my hands full with a bunch of other games. So I haven't really felt that, that did, like, absolute necessity. But, I, but I've certainly felt like a bit of a, a temptation to. Um, so maybe when the next paycheck comes through, I'll go and, I'll go and pick it up, perhaps. Yeah, um, sure. I didn't play much of the first one, which was sort of, hard but obviously i've gone back mm. and watched some videos and looked at what's new in number yeah. two but just everything about number two seems so much better down to like the setting the tone the characters yeah. the hacking well, ability well, like it's so well, hard to believe that so much in two wasn't in one mm, mm. well we're gonna be getting into like some of the uh the tone of the game a little bit but i think like it's just kind of one of these games that comes across has been quite fun like um i saw some people on twitter like pointing out the fact that you can buy like fox jackets or like crocs and stuff at the store you can really sort of style your character um and there's a bunch of different sort of approaches you can take to uh to missions uh so it sounds like just like a really kind of true sandbox game in sort of every sense of the the word like you can just kind of just go about things your own way and do your own sort of thing and have some fun with it. Yeah, it's do the, you think that's, that's it's right? The first sandbox game that is really good that feels like it could actually happen in real life. Like I know GTA is, mm. is sort of down to earth, but not really at the same time. Yeah, like and I know and, I know you're still you're killing people and that kind of thing, but I mean like the jokes <laughs> made, the things you're doing in the city, like it feels very hip and happening. Do you think it's kind of like a good sort of sarcastic sort of criticism of uh, sort of Silicon Valley and, and of San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, it's very tongue-in-cheek, but at least it keeps that consistent from literally like the start to the finish. Mm. Like, and it plays that's, on that's it. That's what I loved about GTA as well, was just like how kind of, just how on point the humor was, I guess. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's very much the same. Like, it's very cringeworthy, but like they know it's cringeworthy. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of cool. I don't mind that. Um, and you've spent some time in San Francisco in the past. Mm-hmm. Like how how kind of true to the city do you think it is? Like, is it do you did you recognize like streets and landmarks? I've yeah. heard that kind of said about the game as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, obviously, Alcatraz was like the highlight of my American trip. So that was one of the first things yeah. I did. Both when I played it, played it in a preview build, and then when I got it home, and literally, like, I'd seen the outside of it because in the preview build you were only like sort of hover above it. Mm. and even then i was amazed but you can actually literally go into like the prison block and see that they're all there like pretty much true to life as they are in alcatraz like which there was no real reason for them to do that but it's super cool to see that they've done it and it's the same for every other landmark lombard street fisherman's wharf like it's all incredible that's awesome and i've like uh, heard some talk uh, just today as well about some of the easter eggs in the game as well um have you kind of come across any of those yet um, my favorite thing was, was coming across Ubisoft studio. And I don't know if you've seen today, mm. but there is a part in the game where you, they're talking about sort of game leaks and they run yeah, all the yeah. Assassin's Creed games, including apparently the, the more recent one that was just leaked. And there's some conjecture around whether that's true or whether they're just putting in there to, to poke fun at Kotaku leaking Assassin's Creed Egypt. But yeah, it, it's that kind of stuff that it's really good, really funny. Yeah, I think it mentions like the word Osiris or something. Yeah, I don't um, know how to which obviously it, which has kind of like, Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> it has like sort of Egyptian sort of relation, um, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah. Wasn't there some sort of like mentioned like a, a trailer that you kind yes, of access in right. one of the missions as well um, that is in fact like an upcoming Ubisoft game? Yeah, appa- or, like, apparently. Or it's kind I, of a bit on the rocks. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. That's exactly what I was going to say, that apparently it, it was a game that was in development, but it is in the rocks. It looked very No Man's Sky-y. Mm, well, we all know how those turned out, too. Yeah, we? well, but, but I kind of <laughs> like it. Like, Ubisoft have a habit of, of getting leaked. Like, even Watch Dogs who leaked for announcement. So they may as yeah. well just take control of it and sort of put these things in there. Like, it, it fits in really well. Yeah, like, some yeah, people I, will just think it's, like, a fake game trailer and others will obviously pick it up on it and then realize that it's something more. Yeah, I like it. It's kind of ballsy. It's kind of got some attitude. I think that's that's really cool. And, and I think really kind of suits like what Watch Dogs is. I, I don't think the first game had much character. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like one of the faults, one of the major faults with the game. Um, but this one certainly does seem to have kind of character really sort of oozing from of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to digging into it. But we're gonna be we're gonna be talking a bit more about Watch Dogs too in just a sec. Sure. Um, on the show this week, we'll also be discussing the Mini NES Classic and launch uh, Nintendo Switch titles. Um, but while we're on the topic of of Watch Dogs two, uh, let's talk about nudity in video games. Um, so obviously, uh, like over the last couple of days since Watch Dogs have been released, um, people have drawn attention to the fact that there are some nude character models in the game. And we, when we say nude, like we mean seriously nude, like you can see male and female genitalia, the whole shebang, um, which has prompted, uh, Ubisoft to release a, a prompt patch, um, essentially removing those character models from the game entirely. Um, now Shannon, like, did you kind of come across any of this nudity in your, in your playthrough of the game? I didn't at all, and I'm still really unclear because was it meant to be, like, obviously it was meant to be in the game, but was it intended that you'd literally be, like, zoomed in on the JJ? Like, I can't can't understand whether it was meant to happen or whether it... Because I don't have as much of an Mm. issue with you just walking past guys who are naked as much as zooming in on a girl that has her legs spread, and obviously there's nothing censored. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I, I don't quite like, know. I, I don't like, think anyone knows at the moment. But obviously, yeah, whether it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, because like I don't know some of the images I've seen seem to kind of be a little. You can't quite make out if it's like just like textures yeah, clipping, exactly. or if it's yeah, or if it's but if it's intentional. You have seen the one that I'm referencing, right? Where it's I like think so. Right I like where, like the girl's like laying down on yeah. the curb or something, like she's passed out, drunk, and you like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, um, that's a bit. You much. get the idea. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a bit much. But like the guy that's just like just total stalkers, like taking a leak up against a wall, uh, and then just kind of like wandering off down the street, totally out of it. Like, I don't see any harm in that. Especially um, like San Francisco. I could yeah. be wildly wrong here, but like the homeless population is ridiculous. So I'm sure people come across that thing all the time. Yeah. And just like, just the sort of partying atmosphere, I guess. Like, yeah. you know, it's not like totally out of the ordinary, <laughs> I'm sure, to see like a couple of naked people. Like, I, I there was some guy that posted a couple of videos online. I think we shared them mm-hmm. in, in the post that you had addressing it. And I, I watched those and there was like one of like this kind of naked hula hooping party. And I'm like, yeah, I, I guess like you would expect something like this to happen in San Francisco. Like it's a very progressive sort of part of town. Yeah, for sure. You know, that could that could happen. Um, but you know, what are your thoughts on like them, their decision to remove the nudity? Do you think it's kind of justified? Do you think it's the right decision or do you think it's a little, a little much? Well, I guess further to the point, like I was reading something today, not reading, someone sort of prompted the thought, should this be, I guess, refused classification and, and pulled off shelves because they didn't really state in their classification that there would be extreme nudity and obviously Mm. not to say that this is happening or put thoughts in anyone's minds, but essentially if someone was to bash a naked person in the street or bash a woman lying down with her legs spread, that could be seen as a different mm. kind of assault that would need to have a different rating attached to it altogether. Now, I'm not saying mm. that is the intention, but obviously we've seen this kind of stuff in Australia before. So if they've got the rating approved and that's what they believe in, like I don't think anyone playing this game is going to be that offended by it. So I, I don't have an issue with it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm kind of more or less in the same boat. Like I, I want to stress that I've not yet played the game and I've only sort of seen images or kind of brief clips where it's maybe a little hard to sort of read into the context. <laughs> um, but but like uh, from, from my sort of perspective, it, it doesn't seem like it is all that like awful um i understand what you're saying and that's not like a perspective i'd really considered um that if it obviously is any way associated with violence um that is a major classification concern um but uh yeah like i don't know i think it's it seems kind of in tune with the rest of the game sort of tongue-in-cheek sort of nature um i think like you're right in some of the instances where it is particularly graphic um, maybe it perhaps is a little unnecessary, but, you know, just seeing someone just kind of wandering down the street, I don't think there's anything, I think that's kind of harmless. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, like nudity, like in games in general, is it, is it, do you have pretty much like a same sort of attitude? Um, do you think there's any sort of like particular rules that should surround it at all? Um, tough question, perhaps. It it is a tough (laughs) question. I don't. God, if, if it's for the purpose of storytelling or fits in with the theme that the game is going for, then I don't have mm. a real issue with it at all, to be honest. Like, we see pretty much everything else in video games at this point. 
So I, yeah. I, I really don't have an issue with it. I, I don't think they should patch it out either. Like, I just think that's weird. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think so long as it contributes to the story or character development or um, some sort of plot point or whatever, I think it, I think that's totally fine. Um, I think there have been instances, perhaps in games, but more so in like film and TV, where nudity has been excessive and really just for the sake of pornography. More. Yeah, than I was going to say if it's sexualized, which I, I really. I haven't seen it in games, so apart from... I know that the people wandering around the street is not sexualized. I don't know the context of this girl lying on the, the curb with her legs open, but as yeah. long as it's not over-sexualized to a point that makes anyone uncomfortable, then I don't think nudity is enough to be an issue. Yeah, and, you know, compared to, like, games like Dead or Alive or, like, Gal Guns, yeah, like a whole sure. bunch of ones on the Vita for some reason... Yeah. Um, like, you know, there are worse games out there that I think that do it in a less tasteful way. Um, and yeah, like, so long as it's not done, I, I don't know if you remember, I think it was like the second Star Trek film done by J.J. Uh, Abrams. Um, there was like one scene where um, the like one of the female characters in the film like took off her top um, purely like... F- there was like no kind of story contribution that it made. It was like purely to include kind of a shot of a semi-topless woman um, in the trailer, mm-hmm. uh, and and like the the writer kind of later apologized and, and and stuff. And I think like an instance an instance like that, it, it's clear kind of sexism. It's like kind of clear, just a little over the top, really. Um, you know, so nudity yeah. for the sake of nudity for and sure. sex appeal, um, but. Uh, yeah, like going back to Watch Dogs 2, it, like it doesn't seem that, that it was in any way malicious. Um, I think you kind of like uh, said, like it doesn't discriminate. Like you're right, it is like both male and female based on. Well, based actually, on what I've seen. I did just see something come through about 15 minutes ago that apparently they're only removing the female genitalia. So whether it is just that one oh, really? shot that we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Rather yeah. than. Because there are both men and women like dancing naked. I don't know what it. It looks like it's a hippie party or a nudist party or something. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I I should really dig deeper into it because it, the two just are like really different. The two mm. different scenarios. Mm. Well, perhaps more interesting discussions to be had there. Um, another sort of interesting discussion that's been kind of circulating amongst like both our press dot team as well as the sort of general, as particular Australian community at the moment is. Uh, is the mini Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition, uh, and specifically the sort of pre-order process at EB Games, which has been like an absolute sham. Um, I know you're very opinionated on the matter, Shannon, so I, I wanted to sort of go to you and ask you to kind of describe what happened and what the problem was. Um, yes, for sure. So this was for the second allocation that is due for mid-December delivery, and I believe that's the last shipment that we're getting before Christmas. Now, mm. correct me if I'm wrong, I think catch of the day, yeah, so it was only, it was JB who sort of went just out of nowhere and, and put them up and they sold out. Yeah. And that was their second shipment. And then EB was the second brand to sort of load their load and, and put their second shipment up. But then, of course, they had to make a big deal of it like five days early with a hashtag and a whole social campaign behind yeah. it. Yeah. And then, obviously, which everyone expected, the website crashed. Correct? Yeah. So on the a, Monday. I think that on the Monday. Yeah. And they, they managed to sell a few, like I know, like one or two people who got them because mm. they took the site down, obviously. Mm-hmm. Then, correct me if I'm wrong based on what you remember, but they said 
that they were anticipating 30,000 people and had 60,000 people, so they weren't ready for the load. Well, yeah, like that was their server capacity. So I think like um, in anticipation of putting these pre-orders up on Monday, they had doubled their server capacity from 15,000 to 30,000. And then obviously on on Monday, it crashed and burned. Can I just say in hindsight, just based on their second statement, they say that they usually have five hundred thousand people on in a day yeah (laughs) it doesn't seem like that much more than i understand that everyone's trying to hit it once but it's not like we're talking 500 to to fifty thousand. like yeah it it seems like something their service should be able to hold from the from the Mm, get-go um and then i think they like their statement was that they were upping it again for like sixty thousand on the tuesday um when it still didn't work it still went totally haywire yeah um i really i really did expect it to work on the tuesday just because mm. in the past we've had some server issues i know all it takes is going to a scalable server which basically it'll it'll give your your website as much allocation as needed based on how many people are hitting it which if you've got whatever they said 12 cpus or whatever they have then once it hits that the site just breaks where this it's cloud-based essentially not hardware-based and it can just scale up and down based on the load so it's it's really not that hard to to plan for it's the exact same issue with the census website like i know a lot of people were sort of referencing that joking yeah. that it literally was the same issue yeah yeah and like what kind of annoyed me about it as well is that the fact that they did still sell out of those those units on the tuesday and it's like well the people that got the units were the lucky few that sort of managed to get through while their website was like totally flawed um which i don't know it's like a little harsh because there would have been plenty of people that would have been there like bang on the clock switching over till t- to 12 when they were supposed to be launched totally not being able to get through because their website shut down and you know someone could have rocked up like 15 minutes later half an hour later uh and managed to sort of fumble the way through um to to get the to get the unit um so i don't know like it's just a bit of a messy situation and the best way to sort of get around it, yeah, like like you said, would have just been having the correct infrastructure from the get-go to allow people to kind of get through the website and for it to be fair. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, they, they really just... They, they dug themselves in a hole and had no way to get out of it, basically, because once they, they built up that first cell, they couldn't just sort of put them online at any given time the next day. Yeah, yeah, and and you're but, right that they were like, wrong yeah. in like drumming up the like the the attention towards it as well, like with that hashtag yeah, and that, stuff like that. Yeah, that's the issue. Like they negligent. They tried both times to blame the people on site as if they didn't know that they were going to get that many people, but that's exactly what they wanted. Like you can't drum up a social campaign and then act like you had too many people on site. Yeah, yeah. As you knew what you were getting in for, like you should have been prepared for it. Yeah, exactly. Like if. I don't know. You, I, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't get one from JB. But no, I've, I've not so got one. Seamless. Yeah, I've not got one. Full stop. Um, I've tried on but, a couple yeah. occasions. On a couple occasions now, and yeah, no luck. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, like I know it's kind of like for like a, an analogy, it's kind of like putting an open invite to a party on Facebook, and then like being surprised when a thousand people rock up on your door. Like, it's just yeah, it's a bit nah, bit silly. Um, but you know, we've posted up a video of me sort of like ranting about about mm-hmm. the the whole charade. Um, and uh, and we've had some people sort of 
putting in the comments as well that, that perhaps Nintendo are sort of part of the blame, having had so sort of limited uh, oh. like items available for purchase, the limited yeah, units. And they are. Like, this This is not something that should be limited, like, especially before Christmas. Like, it's not something that should be limited soft, but at the same time, like, Nintendo are the wholesaler and EB Games at the front of house retailers, so mm. they're the ones to blame. Like, Nintendo aren't gold, uh, holding a gun to their head and saying, you have to do this at this time. Yeah, yeah. I, I took particular fault with the way EB Games handled the pre-order process. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. Like, there was some, some fault to... Uh, to nintendo as well like they always yeah, do this sure. artificial demand thing it was the same with the wii it would have been the same for the wii u if anybody cared about it um it was the same for the ds like like they deliberately launched these products on the market with a fair like a fairly limited amount to get the hype get that word of mouth just kind of get the I guess the anticipation like for the console out there. So when you eventually do walk into a store and you see one on a shelf, you just immediately snatch it up without thinking because you don't know when the next time like, that next opportunity is going to be available to you. Um, it's a bit of like uh, kind of cheeky marketing ploy really. Um, but you know, try it and test it for Nintendo. Um, certainly something I think they should kind of break out of the habit doing, you know, especially in cases like this when people are kind of really want, like this kind of nostalgia fix, like so close to Christmas. Um, yeah, for sure. It's a bit rough. It's a bit rough. Uh, but on the topic of Nintendo, um, potentially some other kind of disheartening news uh, is that, that Zelda Breath of the Wild may not actually be ready in time for the Switch's launch. Um, what do you make of that news for us up, Shannon? Um, it, it's interesting. I think it won't matter too much if we've got sort of Mario 3D and Mario Kart there ready for launch. Yeah. And obviously, they're not going to release it until it's perfect. Like, we've waited this long. Mm, mm. They're definitely not going to... They're not going to just release it for the sake of having it ready for launch. So, I think it's plausible. Yeah. I think I saw that it was, like, translation issues that were was going to delay it in the end. Oh, right. That's... But, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's feasible. Yeah, I... I think people will be angry. Like, I don't even know if it's going to release on Wii U at this point, to be honest. Well, yeah, ooh, I would. I would hate for that to happen just because you know those wii u players were promised one um but yeah like i don't know like this seems to kind of be like the central sort of game for the switch like right from the beginning uh, in terms of i don't like i know a lot not a lot of messaging has really kind of come out about the switch yet um Mm. but it it definitely heavily featured in that first video we saw um perhaps even more so than that sort of mario 3d game that we got a glimpse of um and it's certainly always kind of just surrounded the conversation i guess around the switch um so for not to be there at launch day i think is a little bit of a loss certainly in my eyes i think if this was available sort of launch day, I would pick it up without hesitation. Um, otherwise, like, yeah, we'll be kind of be sort of a wait and see, like, see what they do. We, we really don't know much about that sort of 3D Mario game they teased. Um, if it is something sort of Galaxy-esque, you know, I'm sure that'll have a lot of people very interested. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of... So far, like, the Switch, it's kind of been, like, good news and bad news. It always seems to kind of come in tandem. Um, and I'm sort of really hoping they don't kind of have like a soft launch. I feel like they really need to come out the gate swinging um, with this. And I certainly think like one of the ways to, to do that would have been with a Zelda game. Um, but you mentioned uh, the, the the Mario game. You also mentioned Mario Kart. What would be your sort of ideal kind of lineup of, of launch titles for the Switch, do you think? Yeah, it's it's honestly a tough one. Like I know I've had the Switch conversation a few times now, but I'm still not really sure what would 
sell people mm. on, on picking it up. Like, I think we'll see Mario Kart. I think we'll see a 3D Mario, which will be cool. We haven't really had a proper one. I don't think we really got a proper 3D Mario on the Wii U, did we? We got 3D... I'm the wrong world. person to ask. <laughs> yeah, 3D World, which just, like, was... It was... So you'd had, you had, like, worlds and levels within the world. So mm. it wasn't really like Mario 64 at all. So the last one was Super Mario Galaxy. So I think that's exciting, but I really don't know. Like, I think we might get Smash Bros. Yeah. Would that excite you? Like, it would excite me, but it wouldn't. Yeah, like, no, like Smash Bros would be great. Um, Like, uh, Smash Bros is a a major sort of selling point to me. Um, I also really like the Mario Kart games as well. Yeah. so, yeah, Mario Kart's always kind of, like, one that's been, like, right around launch. I guess that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I kind of, like, I, I don't know. My ideals of launch for them really would have been Zelda. Um, like, this is kind of like the Zelda game that we've always kind of really wanted. Um, and the other thing I would have liked to see seen sort of alongside that would have been, like, another sort of, like, 2D side-scrolling Metroid game. So, something really kind of old-school um, but just kind of like really sort of vamp like uh, yeah, ramped up for this sort of modern console. Um, yeah, I think like that would have been really cool. Like here's the Zelda game you've always wanted, and then like here's something that's like super nostalgic, something we've kind of mucked up for year, but for years now. But we're really kind of going back to its roots and kind of honing it in. Um, I reckon that would have been like a really kind of cool kind of launch for Nintendo and something that's like really sort of in tune with its fans. Um, yeah, like I don't know, maybe I don't know how it's going to kind of all pan out with like the if if it is true that this is sort of a a hybrid console and we see less less emphasis on the sort of three DS line, um, and you start seeing like just those those uh, um, in house studio titles like coming like bang like consecutively, you don't have that sort of split sort of ecosystem like you did between the Wii and the Wii U and the three DS. Yeah, sure. um, like you've got their developers constantly working on games for the one piece of hardware. Um, you know, I think that like has a lot of exciting potential, but we kind of need to see that from the get go. Like here is like three or four kind of like key games that we have ready to roll in here. Ones that fans like really have or have been demanding see for some time, um, and are as polished as you'd as you'd expect from Nintendo. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. But I I think there's going to be a lot of disappointment if you know Zelda is like months after after launch you know if it's kind of like within the first kind of couple of months maybe that'd be fine but like uh kind of you know sure. six months later like if we don't i th- i think i think they'll have a release date 100 percent. i think that's enough yeah what like what do you I think, think it's happens done. i think the game will be done yeah well i don't think it's make or break for the console so do you think it like the console kind of comes out in march do you think it could maybe like a june e3 sort of release or do you think yeah i I think so. I think the game will be done. Like, it's not a case of being in development hell or anything. I think they just want to test it. Like, yeah. it's Nintendo and sort of Zelda's first open world adventure. So, obviously, it's it's a bit beyond what they've done in the past. Hmm. But it, it literally is, like, the system seller, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, if they can't get this right, then they've got no hope. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's their way of showing that they can really keep up with modern game design and bring their franchises to the next level, really. Mm. Well, that, yeah, that, like that's the thing. Like every conversation I've had with someone about the Switch, it's been less so about the hardware. Like, the first thing that like people will mention when they've seen that trailer was like, oh man, I am so excited for that Zelda game. That Zelda game looks insane. Um, and I think that's kind of like taking 
prominence of people's minds like over the console itself um so yeah like i think it, it is necessary but we shall see hopefully like it doesn't come out sort of you know holiday time at the end of the year because otherwise that console is really going to have like to yeah no, I, can, the... I don't know i don't <laughs> i don't say i can't see it because i i don't know nintendo but yeah i don't think so i think 100 percent i'll have a launch date i think that we'll get like three to six months of, of launch titles with dates because they know that's the biggest thing like mm. The 3DS, the Wii U, the Wii, like months after release, we didn't get anything for them. Mm. Like everyone knows that Nintendo can make great games, but it's consistently in having shit to play on their, their console. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's a, that'll be their biggest point. We shall see. Hopefully, hopefully it all comes true. Our wildest it'll, dreams. <laughs> it'll come around quicker than we think. Yeah, it will. It will. It's fast approaching. Uh, well, with that, let's bring it into what was episode 70 of the Starcast. Kind of a, a quick episode today. Know what the wiki, just because it's the two of us, it doesn't we can, work. We can just mark me just down. Get, just give you the point I anyhow. Anyway. I figured you'd probably say yeah. that. Um, be sure to subscribe <laughs> to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice. Just search the Starcast. Follow Press Start on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, all those social medias at Press Start AU, as well as visiting the site, of course, at PressStart.com.au. I've been your host, Ewan Roxborough. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan T. Roxborough. Joining us today was Shannon. You can follow me on all socials at at Shancake underscore. At Shancake underscore. Um, ugh, nailed it. Uh, <laughs> thanks again for tuning in, guys. All the best. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye.